0: Oh! <laughs> That it's about others, we ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you'll equip us in this hour to lead effectively in Jesus' name. Somebody give the Lord thanks and praise in this (laughs) place. James chapter 1, Amplified Version, verse 19. Look at somebody tell them, I'm here today,
1: I'm here
0: today to, improve to improve my social skills. My social skills. <laughs> Come on, tell somebody else, I'm here today,
1: I'm here
0: today to, improve to improve my social skills. My social skills. Amen. It's funny because when I walked in today, Janice walked up to me and started talking about my podcast yesterday on confrontation. She's like, oh Lord, I'm learning so much from this. All right? It's helping me with my social skill. I'm like, ah, confirmation to my message today. Today we're going to talk about critical social skills for effective leadership. Amen. Anybody interested in that? You know, one of the things I'm realizing that No matter how great you are, and I do believe, tell somebody, you sit next to greatness. And so am I. No matter how great you are, no matter how anointed you are, if you don't develop social skill, you will not do well with people. (laughs) Now the good thing about social skill is that it's a skill. It's a skill. Because somebody tell me you can develop it. Amen? Yeah. Now, what I've discovered about many of us, and it, it hinders us from growth, is that there are ways that you cope that you think are you. Right. Amen? Yeah. And you may say things like, well, that's just the way I am. Uh-huh. No, that's the way you cope. Yeah. <laughs> you develop a defense mechanism, mm-hmm. and you call it your personality. Hello. <laughs> tell somebody, God did not make you to be antisocial. Come on, look at your neighbor tell him God did not make you to be antisocial. God did not create, hello, God did not create you to be alone and antisocial. Tell somebody, your fears created that person. So, if we created that monster, we can uncreate that monster. And today we are uncreating that by creating something else. Amen? And I realize that most of us, you know, I'm, I'm huge into personal growth and development. Are you? Amen? I'm always growing me. Now, let me help you with growing you. Tell my you will learn nothing from what you already know. Which means if you're gonna grow, you're gonna have to be intentional about getting in front of someone else's wisdom in someone else's experience, someone else's knowledge. Isn't that right? Yes. Say it with me. I won't, I won't learn anything from what I already know. I already know. So that means that growth is by exposure. Isn't that right? Yes. I was talking with somebody the other day who says they want to grow, and I asked, in what? <laughs> Hello. It's like when people make these little glib statements like, oh, I'm working on me. I asked somebody, what is the work? and what are you working with? Because we make a lot of statements that make it appear that we're growing because we want to fit in with those who say they're growing. But the question is, are you really growing? And if you haven't identified your developmental need and brought in the necessary resources to actually grow, you're not actually growing. You're not actually addressing the need for growth with the tools necessary to actually grow in that area. Amen? So I'm, I'm sure that none of us in this room were sat down, zero to 12 year old, and taught social skills. Hello, somebody. Now, we were taught social skills by the behavior of those who we watched socializing. Hello, somebody. And uh, that ain't necessarily good. Hello, somebody. Look at somebody and tell them, there's some good people in your life that were bad examples. Hello, somebody, because we watch them do things socially and we're like, uh, and then we adopted those same behaviors and habits, not knowing that it's, it's not really, it's not good for you. You know, the, the, the good thing about us is we are sentient beings. Say we're sentient beings. Look it up. Right. And really, what it really means is what separates us from the animals is that we can think about how we're thinking. Ah, God. Hello, somebody. You know your dog can't think about how he's thinking. Hello? But you can think about how you're thinking, and more importantly, you can ask of your thoughts, are these good for me? Oh my God. Do you ever think about how you're thinking and ask yourself, is this way of thinking healthy for me? You don't care about your emotional health until you start doing that. Now I'm asking do you care about your emotional health? Well that means you have to start, tell somebody you gotta start thinking about how you're thinking. Hello, you can live long and live wrong. Hello, living long don't mean you're living right. You can live long and live wrong. Anybody ever met some old stuck people? Anybody ever met some old, s- stupid people? Living long don't mean that you're necessarily living right. So we, wanna, we don't want to live long and live wrong. We want to make sure that we adjust ourselves. And most of the adjustments that we need are internal adjustment, adjustments. Isn't that right? So today we're going to talk about, I'm going to give you some critical social skills for effective leadership. Now, James chapter 1, verse 19. That's the verse we were going to in Amplified. Watch what it says, understand this, my beloved brothers and sisters, let everyone, who's left out of everyone? No. Nobody. Say <laughs> so let everyone, watch this, be quick to hear. Yes. Hello, somebody. Come on, ask your neighbor, are you quick to respond or are you quick to hear? Man, some of us are quick drama, draw McGraw. You got, you got a response ready before they got the words coming out of their mouth. Quick draw McGraw. You already got an answer. You haven't even heard the whole situation. Hello, somebody. The Bible said that we should be quick to what? Watch what it says. Be care, Be a careful and thoughtful listener. Y'all got that? Be a careful. Say, I must be, I must be a careful be. and thoughtful listener. Ask somebody, is that what you is? Watch what the next part says here in the Amplified. Be slow to speak. Ask somebody, is that you? Hello, somebody. Oh, I'm gonna say what I got to say. Well, you saying it too quick. Tell somebody, all this defensiveness is not you. It's telling us what happened to you. Come on, tell somebody else. All this defensiveness is not you. It's telling us what happened to you. A speaker of carefully chosen words. (sighs) Say it with me. Do I carefully choose my words? Now, carefully choosing my words, asking what is necessary in this moment? Come on, somebody. What is it true? Is it necessary? Is it kind? Now, if you can't slow down and think about how you're thinking, you're out of control. Y'all did not hear what I just said. And normally what makes us impetuous and impulsive and irrational, you ready for it? Fear that we will not be heard and received ourselves. Fear makes you so defensive that you can't even listen to other people. Y'all got that? Somebody shout slow to anger. Ask your neighbor, are you slow to get angry? Oh my God, y'all got that? Patient, reflective, forgiving, amen? Patient, reflective, forgiving, amen? Ephesians chapter four in your Bibles, if you would, verse 32, Ephesians 4, 32, amen? It's another s- scripture along the line of social skills for effective leadership. Watch what it says. And be ye kind one to another. Oh, yeah. Hello, somebody. Tenderhearted. Yes, sir. Ten- somebody shout tender hearted. Listen yes, somebody tell me, my heart all out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Whew. laughs> Forgiving one another. Yes, sir. Oh my God. Tell somebody, don't be holding grudges. Because if you hold grudges, it'll show up in your assignment. Hello, somebody. Amen? And if you're over it, why you keep talking about it? No. Oh, I'm all right. I'm over it. tell somebody, these regurgitations of the story are not in agreement with your testimony. (laughs) (laughs) Even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Y'all got that? So my considerations are others are supposed to be based on me considering how Christ is toward me. Oh God. Do I consider others with the same consideration that Christ has considered me? Mm -hmm. Pretty simple. Isn't that right? Because y'all, y'all have heard this before, right? We deal with other people based on what they do, and we deal with ourselves based on what we meant. Tell me, that's a double standard. Because the reality of it is, most of my excuses should be reserved for other people. Oh, they're just having a bad day. Y'all see that? You know, I, how many of us know you've grown? Raise your hand if you know you've grown, right? Now... How many of you know your neighbor has grown? Oh, fewer hands, fewer hands. See how quick it is to notice your growth and slow you are to notice the growth of other people? I don't care about your growth. I care about the story that I'm stuck with about you. I don't care about your growth because I have filed an experience about you in my memory and I'm gonna hold you to that. Hello, somebody. Why? Because that keeps me safe from experiencing you on another level. Tell somebody it's just fear, it's not discernment. Because if you could discern, you would notice I've grown. Y'all got that? Tell somebody quit holding people where you met them because you don't like that. Do you like when you meet somebody and they're like, oh girl, let's turn up. They're like, whoa. Whoa. (laughs) Like that was 18 year old me. I'm 48, I turn down by eight (laughs) o'clock. But don't you hate when you meet somebody and they think you are where you were? Come on somebody, don't you hate that? Tell somebody they quit doing that to other people because we're in the same church. Quit holding people to your last bad experience with them. Leave the same room for their growth as you know that you have grown. Amen? What you call it, TJ? Grace. First Thessalonians 5.13. For those who came in late, we're talking about critical social skills for effective leadership. 1st Peter, 1st Thessalonians 5, 13. Now we, we beseech you, brethren, get to know those who labor among you. Watch the parentheses says, recognize them for what they are. Acknowledge and appreciate and respect them all. Acknowledge, appreciate, and respect them what? All. All all. Who's left out of all? Nine. Acknowledge, appreciate, and respect them all. Them all. Y'all got that? You You will never be able to make the impact, an impact in the life of a person that knows you don't respect them. Hello, somebody. You'll never be able to make an impact in the life of a person that knows you don't Uh, respect them, knows you don't acknowledge them, you don't appreciate them as an individual. Okay, because again, I've said this before, there are times when we prefer gossip about somebody than getting to know them for ourselves. See that? And what I've discovered is very important for me to get to know people for myself. Trust my, I'm not afraid to build relationships. Y'all got that? And I've, de- de- I've developed the capacity to know very quickly when something is good for me and not good for me. Hello, somebody. So everybody should be given the benefit of the what? Your leaders, he says, who are over you in the Lord and those who warn and kindly reprove and exhort you. So I'm gonna give you 12 keys or, or 12 uh, social skills for effective leadership. 12 social skills. Or effective leadership but before we get there I want to talk a little bit about how to gain the cooperation of others Can I found out what what is leadership if nobody will cooperate with you mm-hmm. <laughs> hello somebody look at somebody and tell them if you're leading and ain't nobody following you're just going for a walk <laughs> So how to gain the cooperation of others? And then we'll get to the power 12. Number one, the proper use of influence. Yeah. Yeah, sir. If you want people to cooperate with you, you got to have the same why about leadership that God has about leadership. Yeah, right. Hello, somebody. Say, leadership, leadership. is a stewardship. a stewardship. See that? It's a stewardship. It is a trust. Two things leadership is, and when you get this, you'll never have a problem getting help. Number one is the stewardship. Number two, it is a mechanism for service. Hello, somebody, hello. Leadership defines that who I serve, not who I am. Y'all did not hear what I just said. Leadership is a description of who I serve or that I am to serve, right, not who I am. Does that make sense? If you are a leader, you should never have to announce it. Your servitude does. I'm one of the leaders. Well, you're late. to be the first. Instead of taking the low place and letting somebody bring you up. Okay? You're you're unhelpful, and you're entitled. Tell me, that is not leadership. This thing wasn't put together to serve you. But some people walk into everything as if it was arranged to serve them. Tell me, that is not leadership. Now, there's a difference between people tolerating you and respecting you. Y'all better hear what I'm telling you right now. If you pay attention to what I'm telling you right now, you see, you know what people, you know when people only tolerate you. And you loathe when they respect other people. But you don't understand there's a reason why. Tell somebody, there's a reason why people respect one leader and tolerate another one. And the number one reason is proper use of your influence. Hello, somebody. Say it with me. Leadership is not about who I'm over; it's about who I'm responsible for. So, do you want, well, when you walk into the room as a leader, you should feel like I'm responsible for the group. Oh, I'm responsible for what's going on here. I'm the one person who came in here cannot be dismissive of What's needed in this in this moment? Do you do that? All right. Or do you walk in, I'm here! <laughs> and? And? How do I gain the cooperation of others? Number two, a willingness to be open and engaging of others. Now, tell your neighbor, rid yourself of all apprehensiveness. Big biggest problem with many of us, is that we build these comfort zones with the people we know, know. And the people you know are not likely the people with whom you will grow. Tell somebody, your growth is right outside of your comfort zone. Get rid of apprehensiveness. Come on, tell somebody, get rid of apprehensiveness. You know, we quote scriptures that when it comes to how we actually do relationship, we don't mean it. For example, if God be for me, who can be against me? You really believe that? Why are you so apprehensive? Yeah. <laughs> no weapon has formed to give me shall prosper. Yeah. Then why are you so scared to relate to new people? Yeah. What can men do unto me? Then why you only deal with people that feel safe to you? Why are you so suspicious of the help God is sending you? Hello. Somebody shout really. Leadership is open. Y'all got that? Leadership is in openness. You understand that? What can man do to you? Only thing you lose dealing with people, especially people you don't know, is what God can't use. Tell somebody, you have nothing to lose. (laughs) Now, you got to, yesterday my podcast, Janice, was on confrontation. Okay? I'm able to discern very quickly if somebody's of a bad spirit or bad motive or right there, right? And I'm very direct about that. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Very direct and very quickly. Right? Most people ain't like that. But for those who are, I let them know I see them. Hello, somebody. I have people like that that joined this church. They're not like that anymore. They got delivered. See that? They come on under the guise of humility and wanting to serve, but they're easily wounded, Mm -hmm. easily offended, easily annoyed, back channel conversations, right? All kind of stuff going on. I'm like, it's you. It's you. All right? You're inflated in your knowledge. You think the whole system should bow down to what you understand. And you know what I told them? Shut up and serve. I'm going to give you a chance to run. Shut up and serve. And I tell them, serve the present context. Nobody cares about what you know. We don't trust you yet. I don't know any other way to be with folk like this straight. We don't trust you yet. I'm getting to know you. Hello. Tell somebody to serve with that knowledge. Submit to the one already in charge. Paul said they offered themselves unto God and unto us. Tell your neighbor, offer yourself before you offer your advice. Come on, tell somebody, offer yourself. That's biblical. Offer yourself before you offer your advice. I know what I see. Yeah, but you don't know how to serve. That's why everywhere you go, it spits you out. I left my last church. No, it spit you out. (laughs) I only know to be that way. Y'all got that? You know, I had somebody that reached some joint and they're really excited about being connected and being utilized. And I told her, I'm like, listen, I know you know how to do a lot of stuff that I'm not interested in. I'm telling you the truth. I said I know you know how to do a whole lot. I got a resume. I know you know how to do a whole lot of stuff. I'm not. I said. Here's what I'm interested in. I'm I'm just I'm just I want to make sure you know how to play well with others. Tell my social skills. It does your tell my your resume in the kingdom does not matter. Your ability. That don't matter. How well do you relate with the king's kids? Because you know what I know about gifts and callings and abilities? They ain't going nowhere. Hello, somebody. I want to see what you do when you get rejected. I want to see how you operate when you feel excluded. I want to see how you operate when you know, when you deal with one of God's kids that ain't fully delivered. <laughs> Says my look straight, they ain't in the room. Look straight, they ain't in the room. Listen to myself. I'm interested in the real you. <laughs> and the real you shows up when you don't get what you expected. Tell somebody the real you is how you act. Tell somebody the real you is how you behave when you don't get from people what you expected. Come on, tell your neighbor. The real you is how you behave. supernatural, but are you a sibling? And some of us are supernatural, but you don't know how to be a sibling. Tell You gotta learn how to share. You gotta learn how to cooperate. You gotta learn how to negotiate. You gotta learn coping skills, reasoning skills. You gotta learn how to deal with people on a deeper level. You gotta learn how to be yourself among many. Without the need to Compete, (sighs) or compare, or here's the other one, or envy. Y'all got that? Number three, how do I gain the cooperation of others? Maintaining the right heart and and a positive attitude. Maintaining the right heart and a positive attitude. Y'all got that? Somebody shout, I'm responsible for my heart and it's condition, no matter what people do. Y'all got that? The moment somebody else's behavior gets to dictate your attitude, you're a slave. Kunta. The moment Somebody else's behavior gets to dictate your attitude, you're a whole slave. Somebody shout, I ain't no slave. slave. We We are free in Christ. Now watch what Paul said. Paul said, because I'm not a slave of anyone, I can serve everybody. Am I in the book? Paul said, because I'm free of all men, I made myself a servant to all. Somebody find that verse for me. Paul said, because I'm free, uh, Monique, where are you? Uh, Paul said, <laughs> "Paul said, because I'm, because I'm free, I made myself a servant to all. Y'all got that? When you're able to serve everyone without respecter of persons and without any consideration of what's in it for you, then and then only are you free. Who am I talking to in this house? You got it? Read it, Ivana. Read! I am free from all, to I Wait, wait, wait. What's the verse part of that verse says? For though I am free from all. Somebody shout, I'm free from everybody. Your opinions about me don't incarcerate me. Your mindsets about me don't incarcerate me. Your title don't incarcerate me. My history from you in the hood, don't incarcerate me. Tell somebody, I'm free from everybody because I'm free. I'm not telling me I'm not auditioning to be me with you. Hello, I'm not concerned about petty judgments. I'm not concerned about anybody talking about behind behind my back. Somebody shout, I'm free, free. Because I can serve you knowing you talked about me behind my back. Woo! Somebody shout, because I'm free, free.
1: Now, because I'm really free,
0: what's the second part of the verse say? I have made myself. Say, I I can make myself, myself everybody's serving, because I'm free, free. free, free. When you ain't free, you're selective about who you serve. (laughs) When you're not free, how do you know you're in bondage as a leader? Because you got picks and chooses about who you will serve. That's how you know you're not free. Somebody shout, I'm free, free. I'm free. So I can serve everybody. 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 All of them. Am I in the book? Paul said, because I'm free. Somebody shout, I'm free, of all men. I'm free of all men. All right, let's talk about how you get there, right? Because I narrowed it all the way down. Think about this, right? I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a connoisseur of outcomes. Hello, somebody. Yeah. I'm a connoisseur of outcomes. So I go all the way to the end of a thing and back up to decide how I'm supposed to be. You know what I figured out? When it all wraps up, here I am standing there with Jesus talking about my life. Right.
1: That's it. That's key, right? Not Jesus to you. <laughs>
0: so because I, I end up in the audience of one, yeah. I've learned that I have to learn how to live yeah. in the audience. Of one. Say it with me. I'm going to end up in the audience of one. So I got to learn how to live right now in the audience of one. At the judgment, there is only me in Christ. Everyone shall give account of himself to Jesus Christ. Somebody shout that's the summary. Now, if that's how it all ends up, you better learn how to live like that right now. Tell somebody, all I see is Jesus when I deal with you. I'm looking at him, look at me how I look at you. Tell somebody, I'm I'm looking at him, watch me about how I watch you. Tell somebody, I, I, I see him seeing me how I see you. You better tell your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I see him seeing me how I see you. This right here will change the way you relate to people. Because now I ain't moved by nothing you do. Nothing. Not a thing. And nothing you do humanly. Can stop me from the divine assignment that He has given me in your life. Like how people like, how can you? But did you watch? Did you see all these folks said about you, and you see how they behave? And you and they had whole lives about you, right? And they come back and you serve like they ain't did nothing. Yeah, Cause I see him seeing me, how I see you. Jesus is not concerned about what they did to you. Matter of fact, let me learn you something. Do you really want to learn? Yes. Just like it was necessary
1: yes.
0: to your development. Yes. Everything that happens in your life is somehow, some way necessary to your development. Yes. I had somebody this week in my office whining about their wife. I'm like, you got exactly the one God wanted you to have. Yes. And <laughs> no, you don't really understand. I'm like, I do understand. And this is what I said to them. I said, I said, your problem is you having a hard time because you got two different people going on in your life. I said, you got the, the version of you that's dealing with what you're going through, and then you got all these prophecies. And you saw yourself at this prophetic level, and you got all these words about who you're supposed to be, and you got these revelations of your anointed self. And you ain't, fig- you trying to figure how it is I'm going to get from this mess to that person and I'm like, you married
1: him.
0: <laughs> Tell your neighbor the obstacle is the way. Listen to my tongue. You see, hello, somebody. Hello, tell somebody your marriage is not your problem. Tell somebody church folk are not your problem. Tell somebody enemies are not your problem. Your problem is how you see. You got exactly what you need, and your problem is that you're thinking about it about what you deserve. God's not interested in what you deserve. God's gonna always fill your life with exactly what. Somebody shout. The obstacle is the way. way. So we gotta maintain a right heart and a positive attitude. Scripture that Ivana read says, "I'm free of. I'm free of all men." Y'all got that? What? 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 They They said this about me. (laughs) So, you got one question to ask: Is it true? (laughs) Now, if somebody says something about you that's true and the reason you're mad about it is because, right, you don't have a relationship with them or you expected something uh, of them that they haven't demonstrated, right? Your problem is that you don't know how to have a relationship only with truth. All right, all right, say it with me. My relationship with truth is not selective about who tells me truth. Oh, y'all better get what I just said to you right there. Ask somebody, how is your relationship with truth? See, because if you have a good relationship with truth, then your boss can tell you the truth. Your enemy can tell you the truth. Your husband can tell you the truth. Your pastor can tell you the truth. Your children can tell you the truth. Your friends can tell But see, this ain't about them and their agenda. This is about your relationship with the truth. He said, I am the way, the way. Oh, so it's always just between me and Jesus, no matter who he uses. You a child, stay in a child's place. Oh, well, it's true. That ain't, that ain't, that ain't, your, that ain't him. Come back Cause the truth is a person, and it ain't the person you argue with. Y'all hear what I just said? Say it with me. The truth is a person, and it ain't the person you defending yourself to. Whenever you defend yourself from something that's true, your true battle is with Jesus, not with the person that told you. Well, all right. That's why you're feeling so bad afterward, because it's hard kicking against the pricks. All right. Number four, how do I gain the cooperation of others? First Peter 2.17 tells me how. First Peter 2.17, watch what it says, honor all men. So how do I get the cooperation of everyone? Watch this now, honor everyone. Now, what does that mean? Look somebody tell them, find my value. You tell somebody, your job is to find my value. How do I honor everyone? Well, number one, stop comparing everyone to anyone. Because when you compare people to people, you're giving yourself permission to dishonor somebody. If you're gonna honor the individual, you have to find the inherent value. Does that make sense? Can you think of anyone in whom God put no value? So everyone has value, isn't that right? Your job is to find it. Now you know what I found out? When people have discovered that you have found something about them to honor, they're more inclined to wanna work with you. Hello somebody. All because they discovered that you discovered something in them. You know why? Because most people, listen to me, most people, no matter where they go, they are unseen. Now you see why I told every one of you on the sound of my voice, new people, you're in this now, right? I told every one of you on the sound of my voice, every single week you come to church, you have one assignment, and that is to do what? Learn someone's name and call them by their name when you see them again. What is that all about? What is that all about? Most people are unseen. Everywhere they go, they're in a family of 12 people, unseen. They're in a big old church of people, unseen. They go to work with a whole lot of coworkers, unseen. And in the moment that you said, hey, George, (laughs) (laughs) you know what they said? You know what they said when that happened? Oh, I'm staying here. Oh, I'm I'm staying with you. I'm, I'm working with you. I'm connected to you for one reason. You saw me. You saw me. I abhor these little groups you got. I absolutely hate them. These little groups you got that keep you safe. They aggravate me. Because they won't allow for new. They are the anti-one. The anti-one. Jesus prayed in John 17 that we might be one. Those little groups are the anti-one. Tell my let new folk into your group. This is to let new, tell your neighbor let new folk into
1: your group. Let in. It's
0: a scary still. Cause here's what it comes down to, right? When you really are a narcissist, it's about managing everyone around you. To make sure they're comfortable for you. That's what real narcissistic culture (laughs) is. Hello, somebody. But now, when you really love people, you will risk the discomfort that goes along with building relationships. Y'all got that? I'm ready to be me again with somebody else. Say it with me. I'm ready to be me again, be with, me somebody again else. with somebody else. It's the essence of leadership is that you keep starting over again, over and over again. That's what leaders do. Yeah, right. Does that make sense, believers? Yeah. Y'all got that? Yeah. Honor everyone. Listen, somebody tell them, find the value, find the value in everyone, and, everyone. And, accentuate and accentuate it. Now, I don't think to most people there's anything more valuable than their name. Think about it. So when you take the time and someone joins the church, you got, y'all get what I'm saying? Last person to join was Berthina. We all know her. That's Alvin's wife. And you know her and you call her by her name. Or Stephanie, Soto, and you call her by her name. And these new people are coming in, right? You call them by their name. It means a lot to them. Because what they say is, you see me. Y'all got that? All right, number last on gaining the cooperation of others. This is huge. Becoming an understanding person. Mm -hmm. Somebody shout, understanding Understanding. is better than assumptions. Understanding is better than assumptions. Your assumptions are based on information that come from your five (laughs) senses. Your spidey senses may be wrong. What if I told you that everything you sense and feel ain't necessarily the Holy Spirit? Wow. And you know what I'm tired of folks saying the Lord showed me and and you know
1: oh
0: my Tell somebody those are hood senses. That ain't the Holy This is stuff you developed in the club. You you want to blame it on the Holy Ghost. You know good and well that came from the hood. Becoming an understanding person. Now here's why, here's why, write this down. People who feel understood are more inclined to cooperate with you. Y'all got that? People who feel understood are more inclined to cooperate with you. Does that make sense? All right. So let's move on to our lesson for today, <laughs> and I want to give you these 12 critical keys for developing social skills for effective leadership, okay? Number one, number one, this is the power 12, and I hope you're taking note and I really want you to take notes and, or record, and think about this when you leave here and process where you are. And if you identify a developmental need, go toward that developmental need so you can get better as a leader. Y'all got that? Tell somebody that's how you grow. That's how
1: you grow.
0: Number one, active listening. Wow. Active listening is a necessary social skill if you're gonna become a better leader. What does that look like? Paying full attention and demonstrating genuine interest to what someone else is saying. Full attention. Y'all got that? Somebody shout, if I'm listening, I'm not at the same time reloading. Tell my you can't listen to me and text at the same time. Hello. Here's something else we need to learn, right? You can't listen and talk at the same time. If I'm speaking and you talking, that means you don't care about what I'm saying. You don't care about my words, you don't care about me. Simple as that. My words are a container for me and how I reveal myself in this world. So you don't care about what I gotta say, you don't care about me. Somebody shout active listening. Now, active listening means that you're only listening. Say only listening. only listening. You know the problem with many people, right? You don't know how at any time to just only listen. All kind of agendas are going on within. All kind of agendas are going on within, right? And most of those agendas are about you and nothing, nothing about what is actually being communicated to you. Y'all got that? Unless you develop social skill, You will not get better with people, you will not have greater cooperation with others, and you will always fall short of actually reaching your ability to fulfill your assignment in the lives of others. Number two, empathy. Empathy. Understanding and sharing the feelings and perspectives of others. Come on somebody. Understanding and sharing the feelings and perspectives Of others. Y'all got that? You know what I found out about a lot of us? We have a hard time putting ourselves in other people's shoes. We're only concerned about the effect of you upon me. Not the factors that created you. Ah yeah. Come on, Jesus. Not the history that frames you, just what you did. Just what you said. Just how you are. Does that make sense? And until you're able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes, you cannot grow. It takes skill to be able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. And look at life. Watch this now. A great skill for leaders is when we learn to look at life through someone else's lenses. Y'all got that? All right. Just because you cry with people don't mean you care about them. Right. Okay. Matter of fact, many times you cry with people because you are, you're not even really dealing with their issue. You cried about your unresolved issue while they talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, you didn't make that about them. You made it about you. Wow. Wow. Yes. Tell somebody that's not empathy. That's called trauma meets trauma. It's not empathy. Anytime somebody is pouring out their heart about something they're going through, and you, your mind goes, me, and my situation, and my thing here, that is not empathy. That tells you that you should be the one on the couch. Because you're trying to undo something in somebody else that hasn't been undone in you. It's not empathy. Because if it's really empathy, you're so devoid of yourself that you can put yourself in their situation and see it from their perspective without even considering what's going on in your life because you've already dealt with your life. Some of what we call empathy is just trauma meets trauma. That's all it is. See, and that's why we walk away and nobody's healed. Number three, effective communication. Say effective communication. Now, let's clear up something also. Because there are some people think because they say a lot of words, they're communicating. Come <laughs> on. A lot of words. Matter of fact, let me share something with you. When you can communicate effectively, you don't even need a lot of words. Isn't that right? Effective communication does not mean a lot of words necessarily. Y'all got that? It is conveying thoughts and ideas clearly and respectfully to foster understanding. Now, say this with me. It's my job to ensure that I'm understood. You ever notice what I teach, I said? Do You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Does that make sense to you? You got that, believers? Yeah. You know what I'm making sure? I'm making sure I'm understood.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. And there are people who get mad about being misunderstood <laughs> and never take any responsibility for making sure that you communicate effectively enough so that every single person you talking to understand exactly what you're saying. Tell somebody, it's your job to make sure you're understood. That's your job. Now, but why would people put misunderstanding on other people, right? Because they're covering for their root of rejection. And when you're covering a root of rejection that you wanna, don't want to deal with, you keep throwing up the banner that no one understands me. When in fact, no, you need to be deliberate of a root of rejection so you can be competent enough to have a conversation to make sure you're fully understood. Yeah. Now, tell somebody, to communicate effectively, you don't need curse words either. Yeah. Tell somebody, you don't, need to do, you don't need, hello, you don't need a lot of sound effects. Yeah. Yeah. Tell somebody, we do not need a theatrical production out of you. You only Tell somebody, you don't need to be doing all of that. The more confident you are in what you're saying, the less emotional you appear to be. Because a lot of time, many of us compensate for the lack of communication skills with a lot of emotionalism. And emotionalism is not communication skill. Somebody shout, we all have emotions. But that don't mean we got to use emotionalism as a battering ram to try to get somebody to understand us. Tell somebody quit throwing your temper tantrums. If you're not understood by others, it's your fault. Because you you fail to communicate effectively. Oh, God. I deal with a lot of social arenas, not just here. I deal with a lot of social arenas, right? I deal with people at all levels of life. All levels of life, I deal with people, right? I have never walked in a room among these people, whoever they are, and not felt understood. I, that's never happened. Never happened. Why? Say it with me, it's my job, it's my job. To, ensure to ensure that I'm fully understood. Yeah, fully understood. Now, your emotionalism makes you easily dismissible. Yeah. Now ask me why, say why. Because your method is standing in the way of your message. Tell two people you cannot make people people understand understand you. You You can only communicate effectively so that you ensure yourself that they have. But you got to put the ownership on yourself. Somebody shout, It's on me me. to make sure sure I I am understood. Does that make sense? See what I just did there? Does that make sense? See what I just did there? (laughs) Does that make sense? See what I just did there? (laughs) Now, another thing here, listen. You're not gonna communicate effectively if you fear rejection. You're not? Tell how you're gonna be doing too much. Because people who are shopping for affection Oh God, you should never engage the social experience shopping for affection, right? Because when you do that, you'll be doing too much. You'll be doing too much. Y'all got that? Now, here's another key for social skill. Number four, conflict resolution. Conflict resolution. This is the leader's ability to manage and resolve disagreements. Somebody shout disagreements. disagreements. Now, oh God help me. Whenever you as a leader walk up on a disagreement, you gotta make sure you don't have a side. Yeah, that's right. I ain't on nobody's side. <laughs> Look at somebody tell I ain't on nobody's side. Now, so it doesn't matter if I have lunch with you every week right. and I walk up on a disagreement between you and Jacqueline. I, it do not matter if I have lunch with Kim every week but I walk up on a disagreement between her and Jackie. I ain't on Kim's side. That's right. Oh, Listen, I tell them, I see truth seeing me. that's it.
1: That's it. That's
0: it. So because I see truth seeing me, I need to make sure I can see this the way truth sees it. Y'all got that? What makes us a lot, uh, what makes us ineffective as leaders when it comes to conflict resolutions is that we have interests in one of the parties. Can't be hard on them because they they just got me something for Father's Day. (laughs) She the one got me them nice shoes. I don't want to mess up my hookup. See? And you start listing. Tell somebody you start listing to one side. Start listing like a ship. Start listing. Tell somebody I see you leaning a little bit. Now, this is not going to be well for somebody. If you If you lean any kind of way, Automatically, somebody's gonna come out the loser. Yes. Yep. Yes. And effective resolution is not about somebody losing. Effective resolution is not about somebody losing. Matter of fact, when you read the Bible and the need for confrontation, listen to the terminology the Bible used about confrontation and resolving an issues that you may gain a brother. Yes. Somebody shout, win, win. So conflict resolution is much better when you, as the one who encountered it or you've been drawn into it, are devoid of any interest. Look, somebody tell me I don't have any interest in this. Interest. Other, than other than the truth. And the truth is a person. Is a person? Not, my opinion. not my opinion. The Truth is a whole person. Truth ain't got nothing to, nothing to do with how I feel about you. I've been waiting on this because you talked about me and I've been waiting on this. (laughs) So I'm going to take out my knowledge of you talking about me in my resolution of this issue between y'all. I'm going to make this about that. I'm going to correct you by siding with the one who you got the issue with. Managing and resolving disagreements or disputes, watch this, in a peaceful and productive manner. Somebody shout peaceful and productive. So we should be able to walk away and realize very quickly what, ask somebody what has been done here. Y'all got that? Because ultimately, if it's resolved, then we walk away with a sense that something has been accomplished here. You know the number one thing? You're able to accomplish in conflict resolution and understand it. Y'all got that? We have an understanding. Number next, this is a social skill, believe it or not. Nonverbal communication. Hello? You know, like we talk with people that feel rejected and their face say, Don't bother me. <laughs> you feel rejected in the church. Your face, your face says, stay away from me. Everything about your accountant that says, leave me alone, because I'm, I'm not the one. Hello, somebody. Y'all got that? I believe that if the Holy Spirit was gonna manifest himself through a facial expression, it would be a smile. What? Tell somebody smile at somebody. Smile. You know why some people don't smile? Because they believe somebody wants them. Don't nobody want you. People be trying me. This ain't the club. <laughs> tell somebody I smile. Nonverbal communication, right, is actually when you develop it, it is a social skill. You know what I've taught you all, and you all have changed. So this is for new people to learn. Look, somebody telling be glad to see people yes. every time you see people. Yes. Several times today, when I came into this room, I said to several people as they came up to me, "Hey, you! <laughs> Isn't that right? Yeah. You know what? You know what? They know I was glad to see them. Yeah. I see the same people I see every week. Yeah. Somebody, <laughs> hey, you! Yeah. Be glad! Be glad to see people." Realize that when you look around this room, many, many, many people in life don't have the people you have in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Many people in life feel alone, isolated, rejected, separated. Many people, that's not your reality. So one of the ways you express gratitude for the squad God has given you is that you be glad to sounds like You better look approachable. Yeah. Every time you see people. Some of you have been suspicious of angels.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, help, fool. <son. laughs>
0: Come on, tell somebody else. Be glad to see people. Every time you see people.
1: Let
0: me share something with you. When you are like I'm describing, you'll never feel rejected. Never, never, I don't feel rejected as a person, as a human being. You'll never feel alone, you'll never feel isolated, you'll never feel like, you know, I'm just being used. I feel loved, I feel valued, I feel appreciated, I feel affirmed, I feel necessary. ask somebody, do you feel necessary? Do you feel necessary? Y'all got that? But now, but now, how responsible are you for those outcomes? This is what I'm trying to develop in you. Say it with me. I am responsible, I am responsible for, the outcomes. for the outcomes. Yes. I am. Your life reflects back to you how you
1: are.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Y'all ain't ready for this. Yes. I'm going to say this again. Your life reflects back to you how you are. Yes. Y'all ain't ready for this. Tell your neighbor, your life life reflects back to you you how you are. are. Why keep ending up with fools? Because you think you can manage fools. Because you engage fools for what fools produce until you stuck with fools. Now you mad that they're a fool, but you weren't mad when that fool was benefiting you. Your life to you how you are. Yes. You are responsible for the life you have. Yes. You are responsible for your outcomes. Yes. You are responsible for where you are with people. Yes. How people treat you didn't just happen. Yes. Your life reflects to you how you are. Yes. Y'all got that? Yes.
1: Yes.
0: You know what I'm glad about? I put my fight, if today was my last day on the planet, and I put my head on my pillow for the last time. I will be fo- completely fulfilled in knowing I don't owe anybody anything. Yeah. Uh, I gave you my best. Yeah. Yeah. I gave you. I gave. You. Yeah. Tell two people I was never a liability in your life. You Been a giver and not a taker. Y'all got that? I already told y'all this, but I'm gonna repeat it because y'all keep changing. If you want to live an incredibly meaningful life, the way you do life should be beneficial to others, fulfilling to you, and glorifying to God. Say, Beneficial to others fulfilling to me. Glorifying to God. Think about Jesus' life. Every time he met somebody in any situation, who did he make the encounter about? Somebody shout, "It's it's always about them. It's always about them. It's always about them. Now, simultaneously he was fulfilling his purpose. Simultaneously he was glorifying his father. He lived a perfectly meaningful life. That's the pattern. Now, the moment you make life about you and what you can get out of other people, your life going to be full of question marks. Full of question marks. Full of a lot of unnecessary stuff because you don't know how to live. All right? You're 62. That don't mean you know how to live. That's right. That's right. No, just Aging don't mean maturity. You can age and your perspective changes not at all. Somebody said aging is inevitable. Growth is optional. You gotta decide to grow. You gotta choose to grow. You gotta prepare yourself to grow. You gotta develop yourself for growth. Your growth is by exposure. Y'all got that? All right, I'm halfway through. So nonverbal communication. Somebody shout, is a social skill. Somebody shout, I need to learn how to skillfully use my body language. Wow. My God, help me. Wow. Now the whole know how to do it. Right. If the whole know how to use her body language to make money, why you don't know how to use yours to make friends? <laughs> Think about it. The hoe
1: knows.
0: No hoe should have better skills than the children of God. She know how to use her facial expressions. Just ah. why you can get people to like you with your facial expressions. All right, some religious people got mad because I said hoe. Proverbs. I think it is. Talks about how the whole looked at the wayfaring man. She looked at him with an impotent face. She started laying words on him, right? That whole got paid. Now watch it now. and emotions yes. Ah. yes Your gestures are conveying messages and emotions. There are stories told about you before you ever open your mouth right through your body language. People can look at you and, and know you're scared to have relationship. People can look at you and know you hiding secrets. people, people can tell. Y'all got that? So you got to work on your nonverbal communications. Does that make sense? You gotta work on that. Number six, assertiveness. Somebody shout assertiveness. Assertiveness. Now, don't mistake assertiveness with abusiveness. You can be assertive and not be abusive. There's a difference between those two terms. Assertiveness is merely expressing one's needs, opinions, and boundaries while, somebody shout while, respecting the rights of others. I understand where you are, here's where I am. I understand how you feel, here's what I think. I understand what you mean, here's what I mean, right? So assertiveness is not about disrespecting somebody else, it is about respecting someone else while you are also clear about where you are. Somebody shout both of them, both of them. See, when you deal this way, nobody leaves a conversation feeling molested by you. Because all you wanted to be was right. Right. All you wanted to be was heard. All you wanted to be was seen. All you were concerned about was the effect of you and not the effect of you upon them. Y'all got that, leaders? Number seven, cooperation. Oh, that's a big one. Cooperation, Okay. If you're going to become a good cooperator with others, you gotta get out of this mindset, what's in it for me? Oh. Tell somebody, you gotta, you gotta move that mindset. See, in other words, you have to trust that the process is gonna produce the outcomes you expect. Cause unless you trust that the process of relating and cooperating is gonna produce the desired outcomes for everyone. Somebody shout, I want everyone to win. Come on, say it with me, I want everyone to win. Cooperation is not about all of this serving me. Cooperation is about all of this raising us. Y'all got that? So it's learning to collaborate with others to achieve common goals and work together. Here's a word, harmoniously. Say harmoniously. Now, you know, it's like a, 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 where is the volume? So the three-part harmony. Give Give me all three parts. Sing. Go ahead. All right, do soprano. What does it sound like? All right, what's the next part? What's that? What's the next part? What's that? All right. Now, in a song, do those three parts compete with each other? No. What do they do? We work together. We
1: together.
0: Which one was better? None. The Which one was worse? Let's hear it one more time, Ivana. All three. Who is that, y'all? Which one was better? None. Which one was worse? None. Which one was necessary? Because if you're gonna create a three-part harmony, you gotta have So it's all about, somebody shout, it's all about harmony. It's all about harmony. Now, so if cooperation is not about you (laughs) getting what you want, it's about us learning how to harmonize with one another for what we are producing. Y'all out there? Tell them about you need to learn how to live harmoniously with others. Y'all do not hear what I just said? That's so why folks can't stay married because they don't know how to. That's so why folks can't stay in the church because they don't know how to harmonize. Everywhere they deal with people, they're more concerned about being right as the soprano. I know I'm singing my part right. What difference? Now, now, Ivana, I'm not a master at this, right? But if you're going to harmonize, the difference between knowing your part and harmonizing is what? Oh, but how, but how do you blend? Oh, you have to listen. And be intentional to make sure that doing your part is interwoven with what the other parts are doing.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
0: exactly. You got, but now notice the difference between knowing your part, I, I know I'm an also, Can't nobody tell me, I'm not an also, can't nobody tell me. I know I'm right? you doing too much. And when, and when you're doing all that, you ain't harmonizing. You're trying to assert yourself as something. Wow, come on. Tell somebody like nobody's interested in you standing out. Yeah. Oh. Nobody, tell me, like you're doing too much to look like something. Nobody's interested in you standing out. This is a three-part harmony. Yeah. And in order to harmonize, you have to listen and engage with understanding. Yeah. All right. Did y'all get this? Yeah, I got it. This is why some of you right now, listen to me. This is why some of you right now, you find a way to mess up every relationship you have, for one reason, you don't know how to harmonize. Somebody shout, it's not about me. It's about what we're producing together. Many people go through their whole life and they never figure that out, and they just sit there with their little stuck self whining about what life didn't give them. That's how you know you're selfish. Wow. Number next. eight, problem solving. Oh, God. I'll be done in about 15 minutes or 30. <laughs> problem solving, okay? And this involves analyzing issues and finding practical solutions to overcome challenges. Y'all got that? You cannot solve problems with people if you're adamant about making people the problem. Said it again. Cannot solve problems with people if you're adamant about making people the problem. Now, why would somebody, there's a problem that had to be resolved. Why would somebody want to make sure that other people are the problem?
1: <clears throat> huh?
0: Oh, because they don't want to feel any blame, which tells you that their soul is already traumatized. And the worst people to be trying to solve problem with are those who are in a traumatized condition because they're concerned about making sure they don't feel any pain or blame from the problem and so they cannot strategize with you because they have other interests beyond solving the problem. They want to deflect the problem so they don't have pain. So I got to blame you so I don't feel anything else hurting me. There are some people that love God I would never want to go to war with. Like if I had something really seriously coming against my life, you're the last one I'd be calling and praying with. No, 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 (laughs) no. Because I'm fighting something and you you trying to blame me for why I'm fighting something? I'd rather not, hello. I'd rather not go to war with that kind of person. Hello, somebody. Why? Because you have different interests than the matter at hand. Somebody shout the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing.
1: Yes.
0: Somebody shout problem solving is a skill. But now notice it's predicated upon your ability to analyze issues and find practical solutions because you want to overcome the challenge. Does that make sense? You want to overcome the challenge. The challenge. The issue. The problem. Y'all got that? Number nine is a huge one. Oh my god. Negotiation. Yes, Lord. Negotiation. Reaching mutually acceptable agreements in a situation with differing interests. Amen. Hello, somebody. Amen. Y'all got that? That's what a negotiation is. Reaching mutually acceptable agreements in situations with differing interests. Y'all see that? You know what tension with anyone reveals? We didn't grow up in the same house. We don't have the same history. We don't have the same background. We don't have the same ideologies. We don't have the same perspective. That's all tension means. Tells them my tension is not not a bad thing. See, and when you face tension, but you have developed negotiation skills, you learn how to analyze the issue and find solutions Watch this now. And you're able to come to mutually acceptable agreements even though we have differing interests. Come up with something we can both accept so that nobody loses. Say, in negotiations, nobody's the loser. Y'all understand that? Nobody's the loser. Number 10, social etiquette. Oh, God. <sighs> social. Yes. Social etiquette. Yes. yes. Ask somebody. Are you aware? Are you aware? When, aware an, environment when an environment has had too much of you. Yes. <laughs> You know what I find out about many people? Oblivious. Yeah. Oblivious of when an environment has had too much of you. Does that make sense? You know, if we're brought together for a panel discussion, right? There's a reason there are four people on the
1: panel.
0: <laughs> Just right, there's a reason they invited four folks because they want North, South, East, and (laughs) West. Now, I know your experiences are valuable. I know your testimony is valuable. I know your frame of reference is valuable, but it's not the only one that needs to be expressed in this environment. Just might learn how to share. We need to learn social etiquette. You need to know when there's too much of you going on. You need to encourage other people. Push them to the front. Say less and you'll find out they will say more. Y'all got that? Right. That, right. That, oh, oh, she's so quiet. No. You don't leave room for anyone else to speak. You don't make room for anyone else's thoughts. You don't make room for anyone else's opinions. And when someone gives their opinion, you want to oppress them with yours? How do you know you're, how do you know, but my thing is, well, this is not about your opinion. We need to learn social etiquette. Defer. Yeah. Defer. Yeah. Defer. Yes. Did that? Defer. Observe. Learn how to ob- observe, right? And display the appropriate behaviors in social interactions. Y'all got that? Uh, what kind of person does this audience need from me? Right. 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 All right, all right. Paul said, I became. Okay. Four. Okay. That by what? Same All possible means. I'm by what? Same stuff. So, trust my this environment may need another version of you than the church environment. Y'all got that? Who are you talking to? What is the discussion about? Right? Social etiquette, meaning you're being more refined in your approach because you are being considerate of what's necessary in the environment. Not just, my thing is. No, put all that away. Amen. Be more discerning and more intentional. Y'all got that? They ain't inviting you back. <laughs> 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 they done paid all this money to fly folk in and they ain't get to say that because of you.
1: Wow.
0: They booked a hotel. And you took the ball of the road. Wow. Social etiquette. Social. Tell somebody, defer, defer. share, share. Inquire. inquire. There are times when you know the answer, but you should ask the question.
1: Amen.
0: Yeah. Amen. I'm going to say that again. There are times when you know the answer, but you should ask the question. Why? Because I'm inviting other people's thoughts into the conversation. Y'all got that? Look at somebody tell me you gotta get at this. got to get better at this. Number eleven. I'm almost done. I told you it was twelve. Conflict management. Conflict management. Okay. Handling conflicts in a way that minimizes negative impact and maintains relationships. Handling conflicts in a way that minimizes negative impact and maintains relationships, y'all got that? Conflict management is a skill you can develop as a leader. All right, how do you do that? You gotta be able to see, watch this, you gotta be able to see the big picture. Big picture, all right? This is bigger than your opinion. This is bigger than your your ideas about it. And the manager of the conflict, if you're good at conflict management, you gotta see the big picture in the situation. And here's the last thing, networking. Tell somebody, networking is not demonic. I don't know why networking has got such a negative connotation attached to it, but networking is not demonic. Networking is learning to build and maintain relationships with others for personal or professional growth. So networking is not about me trying to sell you something. it's about us building relationships for personal and professional growth. That's what networking is really all about. Y'all got that? You know, it's great to have people that you network with. I had somebody call me yesterday, a friend, right? Now, this is a friend who's who my relationship with them, my relationship with them has brought them a lot of clients. Their relationship with me has brought me a lot of money. See how that works? Yeah. yeah. And they called me yesterday going, ooh, I got somebody I want you to talk to. Why? He said, because I want to get you paid. Like, God bless you. <laughs> Tell somebody God don't bless you. That's what they say in Africa. God don't bless you. <laughs> but now networks, meaning, watch this now. We all trying to help each other grow personally and or, oh, God, y'all did not hear me. Tell somebody I got something too good to not share it with you. Now, you know what's great in the network is that it's always what? It's always mutual. Networking is not de- demonic. Because networking can improve your personal growth. It can improve your personal experiences. It can improve your income. It can improve many things about your life. You got that? But in order to network work with others, you got to get rid of your own selfishness. Selfishness is one of the greatest blights on the minorities. One of the greatest blights on, on our particular demographical people is that we think helping somebody else take something away from me. Sad, sad, sad. Fix the slavery on the black mind. Y'all got that? So these keys are critical keys for developing social skills in leaders, all right? So I'm gonna take a few moments before we have any announcements. Anybody have any questions or comments or reflections from today's instruction?